You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. All right, it is Wednesday, March 28th. This is episode 119 of the Pinball Podcast. I'm Jeff, and as always, I'm here with Jessica. Jessica, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for playing my theme song. I Yeah, it should be everybody's theme song. So, mm. love me some Spinal Tap. Who doesn't, really? I don't know. It's the new machine from Stern, so I'm pretty excited about that. Me too. I did play Spinal Tap at TPF, but as the people have made very clear, they want to hear what we've been doing later. So (laughs) we'll talk about everything else that's important and going on in pinball because the people have spoken. Apparently we're not important. Before that, so as not to be rude, you doing all right? Things are going all right? You doing well? Yeah, I'm doing really well. How are you? You've got to... I hate to interrupt your... Your response, but we've got breaking news in the world of pinball. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Hot off the wire two weeks ago, um, (laughs) we had some announcements, and let's get into them. So then we'll then we'll talk about my stuff and your stuff. Yeah. Um, All right. So Texas Pinball Festival is, I guess, by now is kind of the biggest show in pinball. Um, that's been kind of ramping up year after year, um, to be this big, big deal. And along with that, we've been getting a lot of announcements there. Um, last year, Spooky Pinball unveiled the Alice Cooper theme and this year they unveiled the machine itself. Uh, but some of the other stuff that were announced was pretty cool. We'll kind of run them down and I, you're free to offer a thought up or two on it if you want, but. Oh, Alice Cooper looks cool. It does. We'll talk about that in a second. Oh. Okay. Fine. Okay. I'm just gonna let it's you. I'm gonna it's let you talk. take this and run. <laughs> um. So first off, I I think the big giant surprise of the show, probably the most surprising thing that was announced or, um, whatever, is that Brian Eddy, um, designer of such mega hits as Attack from Mars. Medieval Madness, The Shadow, is at Stern Pinball now, and his first game is coming out next year. His first game of Stern Pinball, I should say. So that's pretty cool. Um, Do you enjoy the pinball machines that Brian Eddy has designed in his past? I do. I've been talking to a lot of people, actually, about the um, kind of why Attack from Mars and Medieval Madness and like J-pop designs and things like that are so appealing to you know, experienced players, but especially new players, because they celebrate your accomplishments. And even if you only can dial a couple shots in, like if you can just get orbit shots on Medieval Madness, you can still start a multi-ball from doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then the castle explodes and the saucer gets destroyed and um, it feels comfortable and familiar. There's a shot that pretty much anyone can dial themselves in on. 
and it celebrates you when you're doing it. So I think that his designs are very appealing to people who are just getting into the hobby, but also have the staying power to still be challenging for experienced players. So I'm excited to see what he puts out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of continues to evolve his uh, you know, fan layout that he was doing with Attack from Mars through Medieval Madness, or if he'll go something a little bit more different, unique, kind of like the shadow, but um, him being back in pinball is good news because it was always one of those things that sounded like he was the tough one to get. So it's a good sign that Stern is putting forth some effort to get the right people in there. And that was actually a little bit of a theme at Texas Pinball Festival is um, the people that Stern is working with. Um, they've hired new programmers. They've hired obviously new design talent. Um, and it, we saw with Keith Elwin's game, which is, I guess, a bit of news we'll talk about in a minute. Um, they, they're really trying hard to appease, you know, all the main crowds in pinball, the collector, the player, um, even the tournament player. I mean, all, all types of people. So that, that's good stuff. Uh, happy to see that. And Brian Eddy coming back is only a good sign. And it's nice to see um, new blood plus the return of some of the you know, big designers like Pat Lawler's back at JGP, Brian Eddy um, at Stern. So that's good stuff. Next up um, that we learned is that Bowen Karens is going to be working at Spooky Pinball, um, helping to design like code and rules for, for their games, which is very cool. Um, while he was there, he also did a um, he, he did a tutorial on total nuclear annihilation and he ran through all nine reactors in one shot, which was pretty cool. Um, literally had an entire room full of people, um, standing and clapping, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's another cool thing with, uh, spooky is, um, they're, it's a sign that they're very serious about what they're doing with their code. And I think that's a pretty cool move as well. Um, also, good stuff there. Really um, good. I'm excited um, for Bowen. Yeah. Congratulations, Bowen. Uh, friend of the show, as as the podcast kids say. Um, <laughs> but that's fantastic news. I think um, with Bowen's background doing all of the tutorials and really being aware of the things that make pinball fun, um, I think we're going to see some really approachable games, some really fun games. And also rules that um, keep people interested. So I think that we're going in a good direction with this. And I think after the success of TNA, I'm excited to see what Spooky has on offer coming up with Bowen. Yeah, very much. Um, I did accidentally punch Bowen in the face, and it wasn't lightly. Um, so I apologize profusely in the moment. And it was it was right before he had to step up and play in the tournament. What? And right before I had to play as well. So, uh, well, I was giving him the highest of fives. Oh um, and it was a super <laughs> high five. Like no. we, d we, we got way up there. No. Um, I think it made people blush, but anyway, um, that highest of five kind of did the dude thing where it turned into like the bro handshake, but really up high. Oh. And when it came down no. and then went back up and went left to right or whatever it did, um, at one point, both of our fists went flying into his face. Uh, no blood. He did have to 
keep checking his lip, but we didn't break we didn't break skin. Um, and then he went and just crushed him whenever game he had to play. So if he had had a poor ball after that, I would have probably felt bad. Um, but <laughs> he recovered quickly to his credit. Wait, so now you don't um, feel bad? Well, I would have felt more bad, and it would have it would have stuck with me. Um, he politely laughed about it, but Aww. I guarantee nobody likes to be punched in the face. Um, but it was actually a combined effort that, that happened there. I don't know what really happened. All I know is that we can both feel proud about how high that five was, though. So, um, Very so sorry, Bowen. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that did happen. Uh, I guess before jumping away from TPF, uh, yeah, obviously, as we mentioned, Alice Cooper was unveiled, and I got to play it. Uh, I very positive impressions for me. Um, I think pretty much everybody by now has seen the videos and seen the art and the images. Um, it looks fantastic and it has a, it has what I would call like, uh, a big boy design. Um, not that I've had issues with like America's most haunted or whatever, but they looked very simplistic in comparison. And some of that was, was by design, but, but this one's got all sorts of crazy geometry on it. It's got a, pretty complicated upper play field. Um, it's got wireforms that make the ball do funky, cool stuff. Uh, they went all out uh, on this one. and It looks great. Um, and very, very basic code in it in this point. Uh, so that was fine. But uh, the game's got a lot of potential. Uh, they'll easily sell all 500, I'm sure. But yeah. I enjoyed it. Nope, it looked super fun. Uh, yep. Yeah, excited to actually get to flip on it. Yeah, yeah. So the first day the lines were so long that they had it set to one ball. And then um, the second day it was out, they they put it up to two ball. But uh, it's definitely a a challenging layout, but not an unfair layout. That makes sense. So pretty, pretty excited by what they've got to work with there. Nice. And we'll see what the code does. Um, Next up. Oh, yeah. TPF still. Um, the Kingpin remake was there. We knew that was coming. Um, Circus Maximus said that they'd be bringing it, but they actually had it there. And I was able to play it and shot real well. I got to the wizard mode on that. So that was fun. Uh, it feels very, very close to the original, which is great news. <clears throat> but apparently they'll be doing some updates to the code, which is also um, something that's needed because the original game... It's a blast to play through, but it's not the most challenging thing. So whatever they can add to it, that's great. Um, yeah, and the newest episode I, of um, this flipping podcast, they actually are talking to two of the guys on there. So if you want to hear a lot of details about um, how that all came about and what they were doing and some stuff they went over in their seminar and what to expect, they've got um, a pretty in-depth episode with those guys. That's up now. Is is this flipping podcast a podcast about fidget spinners or what what's that <laughs> um I'm, i i don't know about fidget spinners maybe that would put it in some context if i was more familiar with the fidget spinner all right well no no that's it they do a great job they get a lot of really good guests on there so yeah i didn't want to say a lot because that's where you need to go for your info um but totally cool the all other thing that i really liked is at their booth they had a ton of um, python angelo art 
And it was everything I could do to not just empty out my wallet on their table, but I just don't have a place to put it, but it, it looked great. Um, it was really cool to see all that stuff, like mechanical looking animals and stuff. It was, it was awesome. Um, so TP, I've had other stuff going on. Uh, Deep Root Pinball announced that next year they'll be there with their, as part of their five days of Deep Root or whatever. So um, there was a lot of like kind of mini things said. Steve Ritchie did confirm that his next pinball machine's unlicensed and he's very excited to be working on something that's free of the confines of a license. So yay for Steve. Um, but it was just a really positive show. Uh, everybody going in seemed to find something that they really liked and gravitated to. Uh, P3 was there and, you know, they were showing new stuff and they had a pretty nice booth. And um, I think they had four or five, maybe even six machines. Nice. So that really cut down the weight to see those. Um, tons of custom machines. It was great. They did it. They did a good job. Um, <clears throat> actually, I probably should read these really fast, Jessica. I'm throwing something into the show oh. that neither one of us was ready for. I know, right? Um, so one thing um, I helped kind of organize before the show was just sent out a spreadsheet to everybody involved in pinball blogging podcasting criticism whatever and we put together like a critics choice award and it's not um it wasn't a very like big long complicated thing and it's it, it was fairly casual and people could interpret how they wanted to vote on these awards um however they want so i will uh, just run down kind of what people chose and um i won't go into what everybody voted for but Here's what we came up with. Um, so the best revealer announcement, um, that one actually went to Brian Eddy at Stern. Um, there were also votes for Alice Cooper and Bowen. So um, Spooky kind of split their votes between their two big things. But Brian Eddy to Stern was the big um, majority of the vote getter on that. So that was cool. Um, the best custom game out there was Wizard Blocks. And I actually saw that last year, but it's just such an impressive um, project. So that was cool. Jimmy LaPem uh, did that. So congrats to him. It's awesome that he brings that out. It's a true one of a kind. Um, and you get to play, you know, Lawler's last production, and last game that never went into production when he was at, you know, William. So congrats to him. Uh, for the best presentation, talk, or seminar, uh, that was Bowen playing TNA. And that was a clean sweep. Sweep, sweep. That's the word, right? Sweep, not sweep. Sweep. Uh, clean sweep. Uh, yeah, everybody loved it. And the fact that he cruised right through Reactor 9, um, really well done. Um, best restoration. This one had a pretty well split vote. And it came down to... Um, the joust that was there and a data East Jurassic park. Now that sounds crazy to say <laughs> Jurassic park, but this thing was amazing. It had everything in its perfect right place. Um, the additions to it were additive. They, they weren't like silly. Like it had like red side rails and had a little LCD screen over one of the scoops, but um, it did. It wasn't just packed with a bunch of extra stuff. It just looked perfect, and 
um, it played really well. It was you walked in and it was near the entrance and all eyes would go to it. It was it was pretty cool. Um, best in show overall, and that was really open. It could be anything. It could be an announcement. It could be a game. Uh, anyway, that uh, award was taken by Total Nuclear Annihilation, which I think makes two years in a row that it's kind of been the show favorite. Um, I personally voted for Pirates of the Caribbean, probably because uh, I... I don't know. Like I pro I played TNA the most of any game there, which is crazy. Um, but Pirates just super impressed me. Um, but to me, it came down between TNA, Pirates, and Houdini. Um, I actually was really impressed with Houdini this time. Last year, I thought it was just okay. Um, I thought I think it's gotten a lot better. But Pirates was just a blast, and uh, I was able to play um, a game with Johnny Modica, and we were pointing out what to do at the same time, and. Um, shooting the cannon and stuff. It was fun. But TNA was the winner there. Uh, biggest surprise of the show was also um, Brian Eddy to um, Stern. So, and, and that was split votes with Bowen as well. So actually, I think they tied. So Bowen to Spooky, <laughs> Brian Eddy to Stern. And then we had the thing that everybody will be talking about for the rest of 2018. Uh, and this was really cool. Everybody kind of went the same direction on this. And it was the fact that there's just a lot of options um, by manufacturer, by type, type of game. Um, Spooky proved that they are a major player in, in pinball this year. And that, you know, with them producing TNA, with them producing Alice Cooper, um, they're, you know, real viable options for your pinball dollars. JJP with Pirates, Stern um, hadn't shown... Uh, Iron Maiden yet, but we have that now, and everyone knew that was coming. But Stern's making kind of a big strike back. Um, I think 2017 wasn't their best year, but 2018 looks to be, you know, much better. But it was just cool. Uh, there's a lot of options out there. Everybody can kind of find what they want um, in pinball now. So, a uh, couple more, okay. or three more. These ones will go quick. The best vendor, Double Danger. Yes. Um, how can you not love Double Danger, right? Uh, so Double Danger got the most love there, and they always have a big booth. They have a ton of stuff there for you to see. Um, they had a Bobby Orr power play, a TNA, and a transporter in their booth, which was awesome. Um, they dragged other games to the show, including a Zacharia Magic Castle. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, their products are just the best. Everyone loves Double Danger. Yeah, we do. Best Exhibitor? Yeah, they do. So Best Exhibitor, uh, the Stern Marco booth. Uh, they brought a ton of games. I don't know how many they had, but they had a ton. Jack Danger was in there doing um, dead flip battles. Um, Antoinette Johnson was in there with her giant hair, which was cool. Um, they had really casual interactions with like Stern employees the whole time. Um, the designers and Lyman and such, they were all walking around in there. Uh, it was a really comfortable booth. They just killed it with the number of games they brought um i didn't spend a ton of time in there because i've kind of had my feel of the guardian star wars and such lineup right now but they did a fantastic job and they did a really good job supporting the show in that way um my personal favorite was the history of pinball where you get to see all the old really really old pinball machines uh pre-war pinball machines and finally um which manufacturer won TPF 2018. 
it was unanimous. Everyone said spooky. They just proved they are in it to stay. They are a major player. They had Alice Cooper. TNA was everywhere on the show floor. It was everywhere. I don't know how many were there. It was at least six. Um, it, it just felt like it was their big giant party and everyone else was just invited. Um, they, they helped, you know, do the whole show theme, the cosmic chaos theme, and they had a cabinet there. It was cool. They very good show for, uh, spooky. And, um, in a show where everything was positive, they're kind of the right company to be leading that positivity train. So totally. Oh, sorry. I ran through that so quickly, but since I helped organize it, I thought it'd be really dumb if I didn't mention it. I had no idea uh, that it existed. So good job. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Um, back to, and that's it for TPF. Um, last bit of this hot breaking news. Um, Iron Maiden was officially unveiled yesterday. And I don't know if you had a whole lot of time to look over it or if you saw any of the stream, but um, obviously it's Keith Ellen's first game for Stern Pinball, and it's based on his Archer design. Retains most of what was there. Um, it just looks like a really nice refinement of that. So what did you think? What, did, what Have you been able to jump into it very much? Um, I don't tend to jump into things a ton before they actually come out because I want to flip on them. But right. um, I do recall talking to people about Archer and seeing some of that design and some of the interesting shots that he had on there. So I'm glad that that's getting to see the light of day. Um, huge congratulations to him for actually being able to get that out in the world, uh, whatever weird way they had to go about <laughs> getting that one in there. Um, what may have been there before, but very excited to have someone new designing for the largest pinball manufacturer in the world right now. I think that that's huge to bring a new designer in. Um, with something that they've been working on, very similar to TNA coming into Spooky, but, you know, with Stern backing Keith Owen, you know, that's a powerhouse combination. And I'm excited to actually get to lay fingers on buttons for that yeah. and Alice Cooper and everything new that's coming out now. I'm excited to actually get some playtime on them. And we are very, very lucky to <laughs> have so much happening right now and so oh, many yeah. new pins that we're all going to get to play. So, um, this is, uh, this is the golden hour for us right now. So I'm really happy that all these different games are coming out and, um, happy that Owen has a chance to get his Archer machine out in the world, Archer themed or not. <laughs> right. Well, the cool thing too, is that, uh, it's already on the production line. So that thing should be showing up in the wild for the next couple of weeks. Um, the pros anyway. And then in April, they'll already start running the LEs. So. Nice. It'll be out there fast. Um, the art on it is great. I mean, I pe people don't send your hate mail about this, but I I hate Iron Maiden. <laughs> like, I I hate their aesthetic. Like, I think it's just juvenile. Like the whole mummy thing, Eddie. I just don't get it. Like, it to me, it just is evocative of the guy who drove the Trans Am and drew gory scenes during math class, right? So like, <laughs> I just, I don't get it. And I know a lot of people love it. Like I had a friend just hammering me with texts today. Um, he's, he's like, wow, they finally made a pinball machine with music I love. And then um, just to irritate me, he just kept sending me YouTube links that would open up Iron Maiden videos. Um, so 
yeah. Anyway, I just despite that, the art's fantastic. Like I look at it and the the uh the colorful approach they took to it, it's a little more cartoony. Um, but I think that's a good thing. And it looks great. Um, it doesn't give me that um smoking in the bathroom in junior high feeling like a lot of <laughs> Iron Maiden art does. Uh but it's still it's still properly edgy. So they did a great job on it. Like I couldn't have asked for anything more there. Um, if you listen to the Coast to Coast episode, the latest one that Nate put out, he interviews Keith and Keith talks about the rules of the game. And those are just extremely exciting. It's not just a unique layout. It's got a lot of unique code and they're doing some really cool stuff there. Uh, the music just drives me crazy, man. Um, I'll have to find a way to get past it, but I, I, I have a strong aversion to certain sounds. Uh, I get an actual stress response like uh, pop country music. I, I, I will get sweaty hands and I will feel like I need to escape and I will shake if I'm around it too long. Wait, we said um, we weren't going to have a, a medical update this episode. Oh no, we we are going to have a little bit later, but but that happens to me with certain noises. Same thing with like uh, I don't know, just just it's just certain sounds set me off, and um, Iron Maiden does it, man. I get I get stressed when I hear it. I feel like it's just this audio assault that's coming at me, and I want to run from it. Um, it sounds like Rush got drunk and started to cover metal music, but. Uh, I know people love it, so that's great. They can enjoy it. I just get stressed out, and it's so assaulting and at you and nonstop and full speed ahead, and uh, I don't know. I just, ugh, I wish that game was anything but Iron Maiden. And I don't like metal in general, but Iron Maiden particularly gets at me. So sorry for all you Iron Maiden lovers out there. Um, so what happened with just, the with the Golden Girls tease? Was there a joke that someone posted that the machine was going to be yeah. the Golden Girls? Because so, oh geez, <laughs> were you watching that by any chance? I wasn't, but a friend of mine posted something because she adores the Golden Girls, and she got really, really excited. And part of me was was thinking, oh dear, like you know that. Like, Stern is not going to put out a Golden Girls machine. It's not going to happen. Would it be, like, a fun re-theme for someone to do at some point? Yeah, that would be great. I found out <laughs> there's a Golden Girls clue game, and I want it so bad. <laughs> because the crimes that you're solving are all Golden Girls related. <laughs> like, okay, we need to... That's straight bonkers. <laughs> but... They are not going to do it. Like we need to, we need to admit Stern's not going to do a rap title. They are not going to do a Golden Girls title. Like there are things that Stern won't do because they don't play out to a certain demographic. They don't do the two G's, gangsters or geriatrics. <laughs> um, so I thought you what meant Golden Girls. That's the double G's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. We need to get out of so, this new <laughs> So what happened, and uh, it was at the, the Papa Circuit final. Um, they were they were streaming it, and they were teasing along the way, hey, we're going to be, once we get down to the final two competitors, we'll unveil the next Stern pinball game. Everyone knew it was 
Iron Maiden, but it just had never been made official at that point. And so as a player would get eliminated, they were like, all right, two more players and we'll, we're, we're there. One more player and we're there. And while they were doing one of those kind of teases for the tease, they quickly flashed up an image of the Golden Girls and, and it went off. So it was up for like maybe a second at most. And then um, Jack was funny. He was just joking. I was like, oh, no, no, get that off. We're not ready yet. And so that was just kind of a little joke about it. But that was much funnier than Q from Impractical Jokers who made a jackass of himself on the stream by being smashed drunk um, at the reveal. And I won't get too much into it, but that was awful. That they should never have him back in any capacity. And if you want to get a feel for how it was, go look at the YouTube stream and enable comments or go check out the pin side thread Uh-oh. during that time. People were pissed because they kicked off Bowen and uh, Steve Bowden to, to do, to bring him back on. And what? he was just drunk and he was like talking about how beautiful Jack is and Jack to his credit played it off well and held it together. Um, Jack danger did a fantastic job, by the way, he did a really good job for that whole day. Um, and that put him in a challenging circumstance, which he handled as best as he could. But boy, um, yeah, not great. Yikes. So. Yeah. Limit. I mean, I I limit the amount of alcohol before I talk to you. I need a little bit of it before I talk to you, but, you know, not a ton. Well, yeah. Um, you've always kept it together well on the show. <laughs> uh, but, but a cue from Impractical Jokers did not. So anyway, it's okay. Um, we all survived the episode. Uh, it just was rough. <laughs> um, congratulations to Josh Sharp for winning that. Way to go. Uh, and to Colin Urban for coming second. Oh, yeah. He really he played super well. Almost as well as I did by finishing fourth in B Division at Texas Pinball Festival. <laughs> I thought right? you were supposed to get second. What's going on? Oh, I totally would have. I was really close. Um, it was actually your your one of your favorite games, Stars, that that did me in. Um, I I I won it in the semifinals. I won that game in the group. In the semifinals, I got through with. I won the group with nine points, and then when we finished, uh, we waited for about an hour and a half to start the finals because the um, a division chose the same games as the other group and they played ahead and uh, me and the other guy who who came through from the semifinals on our side we just sat there for an hour and a half and then the other team the other two that came through when they were ready we started immediately and it was a big mistake that we sat there we should have gone and played pinball or something but we didn't know how long we'd be waiting so we just stayed um and that first game was an absolute disaster. We were just so out of rhythm. And they, they took first and second, those other two guys. Um, and it wasn't until like midway through the second game that we picked it up. And um, I think on the third game, we took first and second, but it was just too late at that point. Right. But uh, if I had been able to kind of click in during the Stars game, I would have easily taken that second place. But what if, first was out of... Have... Yeah. How it is. Yep. And it was funny because I, I looked over, his name was Colin, and I was like, we should probably be playing pinball right now because we were both getting tired and we hadn't played for a while. And 
And then he mentioned, he's like, look, they're still playing. That, that might not be great. But <laughs> it's okay. That's one of those tournament experience things that um, you just learn. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Uh, let's get into what we've been doing. And I have very little because most of the stuff I've been doing, I just mentioned. Um, so, I'll get it out of the way. And then I want to hear story time from you. Yeah. So... I got my Swords of Fury, and yes. beautiful. It's great. It yells Lion Man, and you hurry up and shoot that <laughs> ramp, and uh, it does everything I want it to do. Um, way better shape than I thought it was in, based on the pictures. Um, the pictures made it look good, but when I got here, I was kind of stunned. It's great. So I'm super excited about that. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, it's a game I've been wanting for a while. It's not the greatest game in the world, but I love the layout. And it's kind of rare, so at least around here. Um, so I'm happy about it, and uh, my kids really like it too, which is good. And speaking of, it's rare around here too, but um, not in parts of the world where I was just adventuring. So yeah, most of them went overseas. Uh, speaking of your children, I know, right? <laughs> so speaking of my children, I'm now up to twelve pinball machines in the house. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I added a child to the family and it was it's been an awesome and downright terrifying experience. Um it was a week and a day ago that my third child, uh third boy, so three boys, was born. Um within the first 20 minutes he was born, uh we watched him turn completely purple cuz he stopped breathing and it was terrifying. He spent the next five days in the um, newborn ICU, the NICU, and he, he, he'd stop breathing and he couldn't start breathing again on his own. And uh, that was that was very scary. That was awful. But he's home now. Um, he's doing perfectly well. Um, he's keeping us up at night like a baby should. And we named him <laughs> Miles. It's not pinball related at all. So Miles. Is it baby driver related? Well, he's a baby, and I let him drive already. So, and his name is Miles. I know, but it's not. Just I'm just gonna say it was though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually. I have will to call him is. baby instead of Miles. How about that? <laughs> so no, he's but Miles is okay. we're good. He's happy. We're happy. We're just tired. I'm glad that everything was was fine after after seeing that. I was like, oh, yeah. but, um, but everything's fine. Changed for the better quickly. Yep. Everything's fine until the bills come in. So, <laughs> turns out ICU is not cheap. Um, really? Yeah, but that's okay. I would rather, you know, pay a little bit now than have some sort of very scary long term issue. Um, but because of that, I haven't been doing a whole lot of other stuff in pinball. Um, and even though it's been quite a while since we've last recorded, I just, it's been TPF and baby. So I think that that's plenty to keep you busy. It is. And I haven't been playing pinball since he was born because baby needs quiet, but oh, it's all right. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think well, I'm done. So. I'm excited about really? this. 
Because <laughs> I have a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh, gosh. You started down, they say under, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Do they? Oh. No, you just, you just tell oh. me. <laughs> you just tell me. What have you been doing in pinball and where? Okay, you guys, I had the best trip ever. <laughs> um, so as a lot of you know, I went to Pincade, and I've actually been planning. People were asking how I even found out about it, and I was watching Taylor, our our friend from the Slippin' Podcast. He was Twitch streaming Ghostbusters one night, and I was not sleeping, so I was watching him play Ghostbusters, and someone... I can't remember who it was, went into his chat room and he said, oh, how was the tournament in New Zealand? And I was like, oh, tournament in New Zealand. Hmm, how was that? Um, and got the information on it. So I've literally been planning it since last Pincade, trying to figure out a way to get myself to New Zealand. So I planned it. I said, I'm just going to do it. You know, money be damned, which, you know, might not be the best thing I've ever said, but... I'm like, I'm going to get out there. It's not the worst thing you've ever said. I've heard way worse. <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about that. The things you've said about Iron Man. <laughs> that still stands, by the way. Um, yeah, so planned a big trip. Wow. And I was talking to Dr. John um, and trying to figure out some time to go visit him and Emily and the family um, out on the Gold Coast. So uh, he had told me to come after Pingate O of Australia. Hi. Um, Gosh, not every time. Every time. I got to play Ugh. some games with John. Um, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to say a whole lot except for, um, you know, when it really, really came down to it, I was the better TNA player, and he knows it. <laughs> Un undefeated. We gave him enough TNA crap. All right. So, so yes, I. He wanted me to come after Pinkade ticket prices and, and um, just length of travel made it easier for me to go beforehand. So Dr. John and I were kind of talking about some stuff that we could do when I was in town and I wanted to put on a tournament, like do something fun and weird while I was there. So he connected me with Jimmy from Netherworld and we had him on um, last episode to kind of yes. chat about what we had planned. So I was super excited. So my first flight um was to brisbane and dr john met me at the airport <clears throat> met me at the airport <laughs> i actually they thought i was kidding i said i was gonna have to shower when i got there first because they were picking me up and like we were immediately going to do things and i don't i don't i think they thought it was a joke or like i just said i was gonna be tired but no i legit was like i need a shower did you know <laughs> that in most airports uh, they have like a bathroom stall converted to a shower because I found this out That's awesome. uh, when I attempted to take a shower in the equivalent size of a bathroom stall on an airport in a uh, regular bathroom. They just had changed one of them to a little like shower head. So it's a step <laughs> up from a hobo shower where you're just like in the sink, but it's still better than much, nothing. It was pretty much like a tall sink, except you have to try to not get your luggage wet while you're <laughs> doing it. Put a man into splashes. So that was how I started off my, my morning when we got you there. My flight like, came in late. 
Yeah, you didn't Instagram the water draining the other direction. No, Nothing like that. Sorry, I've I've failed you. I had very little um, phone internet access. I was actually planning on just leaving my phone at home, but the pictures that it took were uh, yeah. were decent, and then I was able to upload them when I did get internet. So um, yeah. I went mostly phoneless. It was really good. What you put up was fun. It, it, it a little taste of uh, the trip, but. But it was yeah, good. and I have like I have way more. I I need to just do some albums, and then we can share them on the page. But I have heaps of pictures and some videos. Oh, that's and what they say down I'm, there. They yeah. say heaps. Hmm. <laughs> I know that. Especially I've been saying heaps since my first visit to Australia because I really like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is gonna get old real fast. I'm gonna talk quickly. Get old. Um, yes. So Emily, Dr. John took me straight from the airport. We went over to Netherworld, which is Jimmy's arcade spot. So met him and Hugh, who was there cleaning the games up, getting them ready for the tournament um, that we were having. So everyone was amazing there. The space is awesome. It's like kind of monster themed. Um, The art is rad. They've got these great murals. They have this amazing like monster mouth wallpaper stuff there. So good. I want um, the sticker. Have, yeah. I want some of those stickers. Yeah. I want all of Tell, the things. I'll get I'll talk to Jimmy and say, hey, if he passes me the design and gives me his blessing, I will print some up at like sticker mule and we'll we'll tag places around here with it for him. Yes, please. I know that's a thing. That's a thing for mm-hmm. him to, to tag a sticker around. So Yeah, I would love to do that. I'm all in. We'll bring it yeah. everywhere. Um Yep, so we stopped at Netherworld first, kind of got the tour, played a bunch of games, and they had a Stingray, Stern Stingray, which I'd never seen before, and that's right in my sweet spot of late 70s, early 80s Sterns that I love. Um, that game is so, awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. It, is. it was in the classic uh, tournament TPF. I, I would love to have one. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like, the art on it is cool looking, and just, it, it's super fun to flip on, so I was... I was very happy with the game selection that they have there. They've got a good representation of different eras and manufacturers, and they had a TNA and a dialed-in sitting right next to each other, kind of in the main um, central room that you walk into. They have awesome food. The drinks there are great. Like Everyone was amazing. I walked in and I was like, this is like magic. This is where I'm supposed to be right now. Um, So I had a really good just you know time there meeting everyone. It was pretty quick. Um, just to get a lay of the land and actually get to meet Jimmy and, um, you know, prepare a little bit for the tournament that I was throwing there. And from there, uh, we went over to Pincadia. So Pincadia has been open for about five months in Brisbane. So they're the newer of the, the pinball spots there. And got to meet Tanya and Dave, who run things over at Pincadia. Um, Tanya and I kind of talked about some stuff for women's tournaments and what I do for Bells. And um, she's starting to run a few women's events there, which is awesome. Um, took a little little stroll around their building, saw where all their games are. We played a couple games together um, on like the fastest Adams Family. I think it had a... a protector play field protector on it it was just like out of control yeah Uh, yeah so we went and did that and they have um a hankin pin there the orbit one by hankin which is the australian manufacturer it wasn't working but it was there so i actually got to see it oh oh no (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought you pulled something. Nope. Um, yeah. So I went and did that, played a few games. We walked around like there's this big open air market. Um, and a friend of mine, this is not really pinball related, but somewhat because he's met some of my pinball friends here. Um, my friend Josh, he's part of the Mars One project. So he's, um, in the running to be one of the original four that goes to colonize Mars. He's Aussie and he was actually in town. His sister lives in Brisbane. So he was actually going to be there when I was there. So we met up with him um, and got to hang out, which was really fun. Okay. That's super but, awesome. Um, I'm happy to know someone who knows someone involved there. So very cool. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. The stuff that they're doing, if you guys haven't heard about the Mars one project, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh, Josh Richards is my friend who's actually involved in the project and he does a lot of speaking. He's working on a book. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of stuff going on with that guy. So it was really cool to have him hang out with us, uh, that day as well. And then we finally went back to, um, their house on the gold coast and got to check out Dr. John's game room at the house. <laughs> Um, he's got a Harlem Globetrotters, a Wizard of Oz, uh, my boyfriend, Johnny Mnemonic, really fast. Saw- oh, that's, please hold. You're, you're getting ahead of the, the conversation <laughs> 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 because that's not in his game room. Um, he had oh, like wait, a Lord of the right. Rings, oh. Twilight Zone, Time Warp, with Banana Flippers. It was super fun. It was super, super fun. Um, a great room to have directly across the hall from my room (laughs) is at his house so um super spoiled being there um yeah just just kind of walked around while he was out at work the next day josh and i kind of went to the beach and went and got breakfast and um toured you know toured around and john has got some amazing stuff in his house aside from the pinball he's got like a bunch of memorabilia from different like movies and and shows um but the thing that i was probably most excited about was he has one of xena's swords did you steal it i didn't steal it why would i do that i like that it's hanging there and i have to go back and visit it that's true that's the way i'm gonna look at that (laughs) did you at least sneak down in the middle of the night and swing it around (laughs) If it wasn't behind glass, you bet your bippy you would have seen a picture of me killing <laughs> that thing and yeah, some, uh, some warrior screaming. Now, now, Jessica, I'm not saying this was you or that you even know. I'm just asking, do you know why the couch looks like it was attacked by a wolverine last night? <laughs> I just, it's really weird. <laughs> it's just, i just looking for answers here. and It was probably the cat. It was probably the cat. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just rad stuff. Like, and, and his whole family is just so nice and welcoming. Except his bird. His bird did not like me. His bird buddy kept trying to bite me every time I, I would be like, birds. oh, maybe I'll take Buddy for a walk around the house. Because everyone else walked around with Buddy, like, on their finger, on their shoulder. And I was like, hey, bird. And they were just, like, <laughs> literally trying to eat me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But, um, yeah, but they also have cats and it's very cute. So. <laughs> um, um, did you ask him how long he feels like it'll be before he can no longer beat Emily in pinball? Cause those days are coming. <laughs> she is crushing people. Crushing, like absolutely destroying. She's such an amazing oh. player. 
Um, so we actually did an episode of Emily and Dr. John, their YouTube show. You guys should check that out. Um, and we played TNA and man, that was, um, it was super fun, but also rough, but that was filmed at the grotto, the pinball grotto. So John has a number of games there and he'll do tournaments at the grotto. Um, he'll hire it out for private events so that people can go play all those games. It was super cool. And that's where he has kind of his workspace. There was a Pink Panther play field done um, up by Tilt Cycle. So all lit up and stuff. That was really cool looking. And uh, I saw there was a little whiteboard in the back and there was some flippers and butts. And I was like, oh, I know who's <laughs> in here. Um, yeah, just really, John really likes fun. to get blottoed out at the grotto. Oh, uh, sorry. You, sh- you that, should be. <laughs> that was a... Uh, my when I first saw John at TPF, he had a beer in each hand, and I thought he was bringing one to somebody. Um, so I, I made the joke like, "Do you really need two? And his answer was like, "Yes." So uh, okay, they are for both for you. Oh it yeah, was awesome. Doctor John and I drank them out of rum punch at Pinburg last year. So <laughs> just saying. That's why I beat him today. But we played that game immediately after the double beer intro yeah yeah we um so john had a little barbecue like the first night that i was in town and had some friends over um including holly who she runs some of the tournaments um in Kulangata out on the coast so she was amazing got along with her really really well enjoyed her like energy and spirit and i was like i will enjoy playing pinball with you like (laughs) you are all good people She's super rad. Just everyone was so nice. Um, That's awesome. And he made me try his virtual reality pinball there. All right. Mm -hmm. Which was interesting. Um, But the best part about the virtual reality pinball was actually getting to watch my friend Josh in the Mars One program playing virtual reality Mars pinball. (laughs) (laughs) That's like some odd pinball inception type of thing there. Yes. Yeah just very very interesting so um so yeah then i threw the hawaiian shirt pinball party tournaments over at netherworld and i was really excited so i had like tropical flower e dress um that i had brought just for that so i did not wear it any other time because man it was hot so (laughs) for that went early in the morning um josh had to catch a flight so we just got an early flight from the gold coast into brisbane and the train station's like a block away from netherworld so really easy for even the directionally challenged uh, i noticed that that the people really came out with their hawaiian shirts i am proud of that out like everyone super embraced it i was so happy i was like (laughs) you guys are the best. But I got there early in the morning um, and that's when I met Dave. So he has some of the pins that are there are his, um, including the Magic Castle, which is the first functional Magic Castle I've actually got to see in person. Um, And Dave's Hawaiian shirt is a pinball Hawaiian shirt. It has machines and like bonus art and all this stuff. I was like, where did you get it? It was a gift. So if anyone knows where to get a pinball Hawaiian shirt, I want one <laughs> like, so badly um, or even like where this fabric is because I will make a rad skirt out of that or something. It's going to happen. 
I'll make uh, bed sheets out of that. Right. <laughs> just a full-on jumpsuit. Just head to toe. I'll <laughs> wear a cape. I don't care. And I'm not talking about just toe vents. I'll wear a cape every day. That's my life. Yeah, it was really fantastic. So um, in the morning, we were kind of talking, going over some stuff, and got to meet him. And Hugh was there. And um, Dave was very indulgent of, you know, the weird stuff that I wanted to have going on for the tournament. <laughs> so um, we tried originally to mess with Frankenstein, like reverse the flippers or do something weird on Frankenstein. Frankenstein does not like to be touched. <laughs> He's very like, <laughs> first the flippers just stuttered and then they just died. Like it was very, we're like, all right, we leave Frank alone, but we reverse the flippers on Magic Castle so what we ended up doing was two side competitions. One of them was Magic Castle with the reverse flippers, but you couldn't cross your arms over. And the other okay. one was you had to play Frankenstein one-handed while holding a drink, but don't spill your drink. And everyone... That's pretty cool. The whole no spill is a great addition to that. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. Um, and everyone tried it, and some people got really, like, we're getting really frustrated with it. And I was like, this is all for fun. Like, this is all it's just... frustration. Yeah. It's fun. It's prizes. Like, there's no cash on the line. There's no points on the line. Like, we're just here to have a good time and hang out and drink some drinks and play some pinball. Um, it was really, mm. really fun just getting everything ready. And the fact that they're just like, oh, yeah, what do you want to do? <laughs> like, oh, really? Like, the fingers get tented. <laughs> some evil laughs are laughed. It's just great. Um, so they got all that stuff ready, and during the day, I just played through a bunch of the games. They have this really cool thing that they do there, one of the many really cool things that they do there, which is um, they'll pick a game, and they'll set a target score. So the first one that I did was on Creature, and there's a little sign that's like, mm -hmm. bust out a score of $150 million or more, take a photo and show it to the staff to win a free pin. So like enamel right. pin of... Like, and they're awesome pins. I saw them. Yeah, so it's different artists that design them. Um, and I was determined to do this. My first game on Creature that I played, I had like 120 mil. And I was like, dang it. And then my second one, I had 148 mil. And then I was really angry. So then my you next game. Yeah, my next game, Ball One, I had like 170. So I was like, I'm not leaving this to chance. I'm getting this all right now. You need now. to play angry more often. <laughs> it was really funny because there were some people in there who I think it was their first time in. And I finished that ball and I like stood up. I was like, okay, take a breath, like go to take my picture and turn. There's this guy just staring at me. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, you get the score and you take this picture. I was like, why are you looking at me like that? He's like, how long have you been playing? And I was like, today or like this is a very odd question and his friend comes over and goes to like play a game and he's like dude dude just walk away <laughs> like <laughs> apparently i was like really into it for a minute <clears throat> scaring you shut it down scaring the locals <laughs> sorry um yeah but it's really fun and i was so like excited to get it and go up and show it to the bar and then uh, the other one that they had going on was The uh, Walking Dead, so it was 75 million gets um, gets a pin on Walking Dead. So I did that in one ball because I'm like, I'm not waiting <laughs> to, to see that I messed this up after three balls. Um, but it's amazing because here 
um, C-Bar used to do something called a bounty, which was they would choose a machine for the month and the high score at the end of the month got a bounty hunter patch kind of thing. And that was great. But you have people who put up some crazy monster scores and then you have a bunch of people maybe who are newer or less experienced or not as insanely talented who can never even touch it. So it's not like they're trying. But if you have a score that is achievable for more people, you know, that may be super challenging to some um, or like mid-level hard for some others, I think that that's way more interesting. You get a lot of people who are interested and then you get more of those pins out in the world and you have it set to a limited number. And when they're gone, they're gone. And then you choose another machine and do another pin. Yeah. So I was talking to Seymour about that. I'm like, you guys, we need to do something like this. It's rad. <laughs> yeah. So um, really wonderful, super fun um, games during the day there. I just, I love that spot so much. So um, then Jimmy and I went and took a walk just to kind of, you know, chat and check out some stuff in the area. He was showing me around, um, you know, that part of Brisbane. And we went and found a Tales from the Crypt on location. So I got some initials up there. I CFF'd all over um, Brisbane. So, and the Gold Coast, got to leave some initials in my wake. Oh my gosh. One day you're going to stop doing that. I hope that day is today. Mm, tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, we did the tournament and it was my Battle of the Bells-ish um, format. So, um, you know, you pick two games, you report back um, the winner. So each person gets to pick a game. You come back and say if you won both of them or if you split them. And then you get points based on that. And then we had a three-way tie for first place. And the final tie-break game um, was on the Magic Castle with the reverse flippers. And you were allowed to cross your arm. You're allowed to do whatever you needed to do to get it done. And Holly, who had been at dinner with us, she won it. She double flipped the heck out of that game to victory. Um, it was pretty fantastic, but they were all into it. And it was just like a more fun, crazy, weird finals than you would normally find. So we did that for the tie break. But the whole night was just amazing um i met scott who created the flip frenzy software which was awesome um to get to talk to him and go over some things and ask some questions because i actually ran a flip frenzy the day after i got back because i'm an insane person um you are. <laughs> i ran it with bells at high score which is a newish arcade here in portland so we'd never done an event there before they gave us the space kind of to ourselves and we did a three-hour frenzy which was crazy and fun and i'm glad that i did a test one um because there were a couple of issues scott actually had to remote into my laptop from australia (laughs) to portland (laughs) for me so that was awesome of him um he's a super cool guy like everyone who i met was so amazing and really really fun just just awesome people i had the best time with them and i was like i need to hang out with you guys more like all of you (laughs) please like can we please hang out more um and yeah just there were some people who actually said that they listened to the podcast which was crazy and thank you guys for doing that (laughs) um because as you can tell there's a lot of yeah 
At TPF, I got a lot of say hi to Jessica's. So hi, Jess. Aww. You're just telling me this now from a lot from <laughs> a lot of people in Texas. Not necessarily all from Texas. <laughs> just in while you were in Texas. Well, hello to everyone right. that Jeff didn't tell me said hi. <laughs> I, I'm not going to name all my name. It was seriously a lot of people. Aww. They know who they are. They know what they said. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Well, that's. Um, I don't. Maybe I don't want to know. I'm not sure. No, they just said say hi to Jessica. Okay. Good. Well, hello to everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So on the tournament note, I I was having a debate. It was later in the trip, but I'm thinking of it now, so I'm going to to talk about it now. So there was there were questions about like you know tournament rules and etiquette and things that you do in tournaments and what's appropriate or not appropriate and people asking opinions from like a fully different you know as someone who runs tournaments here in Portland versus people who are running tournaments there and I'm interested to get your opinion I didn't even say at that time I know <laughs> but I can tell you it intentionally avoided it so I'm interested <laughs> to get that. your opinion on this question and then I'll tell you what I said to it does that sound okay? Okay. okay. So yeah, I'll answer. Then you tell me why I was okay. wrong. Okay. So the question was, um, is it okay in a tournament to soft plunge? Like, you know, do, do a very skilled plunge repeatedly, like work a right. soft plunge to get it to the point where you want that ball. Um, right. So like whitewater to take 35 plunges to get the skill. Shot. Or Ghostbusters or Sopranos or whatever the machine may be uh, for the different reasons that we're soft plunging. Um, okay. Is that okay in tournament play? All right. So I have two answers to this. <laughs> if, it's, if it's because a hard plunge uh, is going to make you miss a skill shot. So like Stargate was one of the TPF games and soft plunging is the skill shot. Uh, hard plunging is missing it. So... In that instance, it's always like plunge a little bit, plunge a little bit harder, plunge a little bit harder until you get the skill shot. But if you're doing it to skip playfield validation, then um, that's a little bit sticky because you can get into multi-ball on Sopranos, like as you mentioned, uh, without validating the playfield. And that's that's where it gets weird. Um, Why does it get weird? Because the game is designed... With that playfield validation, and if you don't want someone to do that, then you can go and do what. Well, you can do a few things. You can get a super tightly wound plunger so that you can't actually get that shot, or you can do what they do in bigger tournaments and make it so that your flippers plunge and you actually take the plunger out. Yeah. So the reason I say it's weird is because I think if you're going to have the game in, then you can then you should go ahead and allow people to do it. Um, if it's something you don't want people doing because you just view it as an exploit, then you shouldn't have it in the game rotation yeah. uh, because everybody has the opportunity to do that same tactic. Yes. It's the reason why Ghostbusters kind of disappeared from tournament play is because of that. Um, same thing with Sopranos. Or, as you said, if you want the game in but you don't want that, then yeah, enable Flipper Plunge and that's take off the shooter route. Uh so yeah, that's that's my stance on it. If you put the game in, people should be allowed to do it. Um, and 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 that's plunging. Obviously, not every exploit should be fair game. Like I don't know if 
if you know a certain way to get a ball stuck purposely so that you can cheese out multi-ball in single ball play or something like that, then that's different. But as far as plunging goes, I think we're on the same page there. Me too. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you, if you do the Ghostbusters plunge, you can actually start a mode off of that sometimes. But I think that that's the same as doing a medium plunge, like on kiss to pick up one of those orbit shots or. Yeah. Or you can plunge gem on Tron. Yeah. Right. Or you can plunge into Plunge Arcade or, you know, it's, it's in the game design. So this is the way that the game is designed. Yes, you should be able to to work that plunge. And Steve Bowden actually said to me one time, he was like, don't worry about um, people waiting behind you or like looking at and being like, oh gosh, she's plunging. It's like, no, you're allowed to do this too. So it's not something that's exclusive to one person. And if you see someone doing that and you don't know why they're doing that, you can ask them or you can watch them to figure out what they're trying to do. yeah, it's just game knowledge. Yeah, it's game knowledge. And not everyone's going to be on the same page with game knowledge. And you can ask or you can look it up when you're not playing or you can do whatever. But um, yeah, yes, we are on the same page. If the game is in, um, whatever condition the game is in, unless someone has explicitly told you don't do this, you know, like the $6 million man that I played at Free Gold Watch for City Champ. It's like, yeah, don't flip your flippers while the ball's in the saucer because that's a like major exploit that people know about. And right. that's that's not a good thing to do. So they put a little note on the machine that says, do not flip flippers while the ball's in the saucer. So they they know that it exists. They're addressing it. Everyone knows and everyone has the same guidelines for playing it. It's really hard to say to someone, don't soft plunge because what's you're trying to now determine intent on that. So like on Ghostbusters, let's say that you're plunging for the lanes instead of plunging around to actually hit a, hit a shot. Or how do you know that a person's soft plunging to try and start that mode off the right? They could have been aiming for the lanes and not got it. So now do you say, Oh, you can't do that. It's, it's so you can't figure out what someone's intent is when they're actually doing that. So we, right. we agree. You just decide as a tournament director which way it's going to go and then put the game or not. So okay. I agree with you. Just checking. I now remember. <sighs> we'll find something. To, we'll find out something later. <laughs> I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure we will, especially if you keep your finger on that uh, sound effect button. So, um, okay. <laughs> now let's go back. Um, yeah, so that was really fun. And then before we left, the night before we left, which this may have been a mistake, um, but not because it was really fun, we went to go play in a tournament. So we played the Gold Coast Pinball Club tournament, which was at, <laughs> uh, which was at Time Zone in Surfer's Paradise. We'd also visited the Time Zone in Kulangata, so um, Dr. John took me there. And time zone is kind of like a cross between like a Dave and Buster's and a Chuck E. Cheese. So a lot of ticket redemption games, you use a swipe card uh-huh. to, to play your games. And they are Stern Army locations. So the only pinball that they have there are new Sterns. That's it. Oh, so okay. um, lineup wise, not my favorite because everyone knows that I'm an early solid state girl. But um, yeah, it was it was definitely a different vibe. So Dr. John and Emily and I all went and played at the, um, at that tournament there in surfers. And I, you'll be happy to know I upheld our 
podcast tradition, which you broke by getting fourth, but never mind. I got second. <laughs> Two twos, four. So, yeah, congratulations on a a classic pinball Thank podcast. You. Thank you very much. So, I actually got a little trophy it's on my mantle right now. Uh, and they were saying that my second place finish qualifies me to play in like their November tournaments. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> So well, you got to head back now. Like, oh, all right. Oh, noted. <laughs> Keeping that in mind for later. Um, Wouldn't be so hot at that time. Well, well, maybe it would be. It's on the other end of yeah, summer. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> reverse. But um, yeah, so that was it. Was fun. Um, Emily was just destroying Doctor John and I on our first game was Mustang, and they had left the extra balls on. <laughs> Oh, that, that game plays forever if it's on. <laughs> like, we're just sitting there with, like, oh my so god, I could go get a drink somewhere, come back, like, slow stroll back, and she'll still be playing. So, it was, like, qualifying format. So, you just you play through, you record your scores, sure. um, which is not usually my favorite, but I played games together with Emily and Dr. John, so it was like I was hanging out with them and playing pinball, which was fun. Um, and the only way that I would want to do that and then we, <laughs> there were still people playing through. And hey, guess what? Mustang was the game that was taking forever. Um, so we went and got some food somewhere where we could actually look up and see people from the tournament. <laughs> so we knew um, when it was time to get back up there. So went back. Emily and I walked around and played a ton of games in the actual giant. I don't even know if arcade's the right the right word, but we played some real weird games. We found this one like horse racing game where you know you have to roll the balls in. It's kind of ski ball meets horse racing. Um, yeah, but it yeah, was one with ping pong balls and flippers. It was very okay. odd and hard to control. So yeah, we <laughs> went and played all the games, which was great while we were killing time, and then still had more time to kill when we got back, and then went into finals and. Our final, final game was on ACDC, which <laughs> I just, I was not having a good time uh, on that game. And I was like, please not ACDC. But I ended up getting second. So I had a major ball three comeback. I was, I was really, really trying to catch up with first place and just couldn't get it there. But <laughs> I was very far in last place by the time I started that game. So I was pretty, pretty happy. Well, I finished second on an ACDC to Bowen at a critical mm -hmm. hit tournament, and it was my own ACDC, <laughs> which made it even more yeah. painful. Well, but it's Bowen. But uh, so. I know yeah. those feels. Yeah. Yep. So the so the next morning we were heading out super early because I didn't realize that there's a three hour time change even from Brisbane to Wellington. Um, I was. They're that far yeah. apart. Yeah, like I knew. Oh, the whole curvature of the Earth, thing, right? Right. There's oh. that. Map, maps. And New Zealand maps is and... more south, so yeah. There's. I didn't realize it was going to be that much of a okay. time difference, but there definitely was. So, we left very early in wow. the morning. Yeah, that's. Um, but we were in the little like club lounge thing at the airport, which means that I uh got to drink mimosas at what seven in the morning. I saw the pictures. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was pretty great, um, and. There was this whole big group of people when we were at the airport um, from Brisbane who was who were also traveling to Pincade, 
and it was early enough in the morning where I was not um, feeling like I was alert or conversational, but I just realized there were people like waving to Dr. John. So I was like, Oh, Hey. Um, but that was, that was pretty funny. And then I ended up sitting next to, um, Chris from Roseman on the plane. So we were chatting for a little while. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm waking up more now. Um, and then we <laughs> landed and kind of went straight over. So they dropped me off at moon bar, um, which is where I met my friend Simon, so, who I was staying with. So I kind of stashed my luggage over at moon bar and they were getting things set up for the tournament. And, this place was cool. Like it's vaguely Soviet space program themed. I don't know. Like all the posters were these like Soviet. There was one, it was like a kitten in space. It was really adorable. Um, but the art was cool. The vibe of it was cool. Um, and there were so many people there. I was like, this is, we're starting now. This is it. <laughs> um, and Wellington, I didn't get to spend a ton of time there. It's really windy, windy Wellington. Um, they had all these sculptures on the way out from the airport, which were wind sculptures. They do a lot of wind power there, but it was, um, it was pretty cool. And straight away, I saw, um, my friend Jean from San Francisco was there with his girlfriend Emily. So it was awesome to see them, uh, on the other side of the planet. And then Esther, who's one of my Portland Bells now, who she used to live out there. Um, she was there for this and she was kind of one of the people who was encouraging me to go when I, I said I wanted to do that. So, um, a real pinball. It was, it was pretty amazing. So played that day. That's awesome. Um, it was match play. I'm just going to let you know before you continue, mm-hmm. I don't have a sound effect for New Zealand. So people are going to have to. <laughs> Enter their own. All right. Sorry. No. It's, okay. So continue with the match play. Do not have more sound effects to. It's with. just I, I wanted people. I wanted people to know that I understand that there's a disconnect there. So. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, I ended up doing some scorekeeping that day too, which was a good way to meet some people. Um, plus, I find it hard to not be helping with a tournament that I'm that I'm playing in and I was playing terribly that day. It was so bad. So bad. Um, it happens. Yeah. The early travel, my first day at TPFC, I flew in, my flight left at 6am. So I got up and left my house at four kind of similar situation. And I played awful the first day at TPF and that was just a total disaster. So yeah, we left at I get four. It. it was, that was painful. If Dr. John and Emily hadn't been there to kind of drag me along, I don't know that I would have been functioning enough to get that all together. But yeah, but just really great to to be there and, and meet people and see some amazing games getting played. Um, so Simon is the operator there and he normally has two pins. He's trying to get them to move into four in this one area, which is like a really natural fit for them. So I hope that that's working. Um, but there were 30 ish machines there for this event and it was just so cool. Um, everyone was really nice, really great games being played, did some scorekeeping stuff. And so while I was sitting at the scorekeeping table, some of the the guys from Brisbane who had been in the airport earlier came over and sat down, <laughs> sat down at the scorekeeping table with me. And they're just like, so who are you? 
<laughs> okay, here we go. Um, and this, this was my first real, um, run in with the Brisbane pinball mafia who ended up being the like, legend began. The legend began. Well, for me, I was, I was exposed to the legend of the Brisbane pinball mafia who ended up being like, the most fun people to hang out with all weekend. I love those guys so much. Um, we ended up playing some $5 games. Um, you know, we were just playing casual games and I crushed close encounters. And then I had been egging them on to do some betting. And then finally we were <laughs> done enough drinking and, um, we were far enough into the tournament where we were no longer participating. So that's when we started playing, uh, playing for money. And then of course I, <laughs> So I'm like, great. I think I still That's owe. That's a wrong time to start. <laughs> I still owe Aunt Money because he put in for me. I'm like, I let you down. <laughs> but bought them some, some beers and just had a really good time talking with them and had some real conversations. Like we're talking about gun control and politics and in the midst of playing pinball and hanging out and getting a bit sloshed. So you should have come to Texas to talk about gun control. <laughs> I, I, uh, no, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna say New Zealand's a better place for me to talk to anyone about anything. So, okay. Yeah. It was fantastic. I had the best time with all of those humans. Um, and then I stayed with Simon that night. Of course, we had to be there till the end because Simon, uh, was in the finals and crushed it. Um, and also had to help pack up some games and stuff. So it was a late night there. Um, but stayed with him and he, I had heard when uh, when I was being kind of uh, connected with him to stay with Simon by uh, Roto Dave that he had a beat the clock in his guest room. And I was like, yes, like I haven't seen beat the clock since Pinball Outreach Project closed. No, no, no. It's not that beat the clock. It's the original beat the clock, the EM. That was the first multi-ball game, first Williams right. multi-ball. Um, so that was rad and played some games of that. And Simon kind of showed me how that game went. He has like a crazy record collection, really cool art, like old jukeboxes. Simon's place is awesome and he's super sweet. Um, if anyone's going to be heading out to Wellington, he's also a DJ there. He's got all this pinball stuff happening, all this music stuff happening. Just really rad human. Um, and I definitely want to go back to Wellington because I didn't realize until I had left Wellington that that's where what we do in the shadows was filmed and i oh, yeah. adore that movie and i was like wait i want to walk because now it makes sense to me like the vibe that i got just the day that i was there we were only there for a day um totally makes sense when i rewatched the movie on the plane on the way home i was like oh gosh so no i really want to go back <laughs> um and spend some more time in wellington because that was rad but we went straight the next day um flew to Auckland so it was just like one after the other kind of thing um so before we left um we went and had breakfast at Steve's house and that's where Dr. John and Emily were staying and breakfast was delicious the view was gorgeous he has some amazing games he really tripped me up because in his game room there was like um in the garage part. So there were a few different spots that he had games and one of them, it had like a scorpion back glass on it. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there are other games I'm more interested in playing than Scorpion. And after I'd been playing for a while, I realized, oh, wait, this is a firepower with a Scorpion backlash. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused, but also really happy to play firepower and got to like tell Emily and Dr. John all about firepower. And now I think Dr. John has one <laughs> because okay. it was so good. Um, and I'll post pictures. I have pictures of that creepy. Wait, he bought one after you explained, or yeah. you explained it? Uh, okay, I, I thought you did some pin splaining there. No, but... no, no. But just like he hadn't played it before, and then we played it, and I oh. was like, "Oh, this is firepower!" And then go get he's it. Getting a firepower. <laughs> so that was. It was just a really That's cool awesome, morning, cause... and it was yeah. like full-on breakfast it's like the food was delicious the coffee oh my gosh all of the coffee i had over there was so good australia and new zealand they know what's up it was it was fantastic mm. you <laughs> are you trying to make us out here you can all just <laughs> um so then we we left there flew to auckland so i was flying with roto dave um and we also had Jean and Emily with us because we were all kind of staying together at Dave's and then we went straight to Dave's apartment so got to see Danny I brought her a bunch of bells swag I had brought Emily a bunch of bells swag too so I made sure that my my girls were fully stocked in bells wear um gave some bell shirts away at the tournament that I did at Netherworld also at the Hawaiian shirt tournament and then I brought some for prizes for the women's tournament at Pincade so plenty of bell stuff out there now um so we go to dave's see danny see fiona just like super excited to see them get settled in um and it was supposed to be a tna launch party tournament but the tnas didn't actually arrive what we thought was um (laughs) what we thought was the TNAs actually ended up being Batman 66s that arrived in the crate. So um, instead of it being a TNA launch party, it was a spooky tournament um, with America's Most Haunted and Rob Zombie. So a little bit different. Just going with the flow. Just slight change slight of plans. Change of plans. <laughs> um, the apartment is gorgeous. Like their view is stunning. And they've got a bunch of games. I, I played some Gilligan's Island. Got some initials up there. <laughs> uh, I never really get to play that game. And I know that it's super repetitive after a point. But it's still fun to play. It, it's one of those games that's fun to play once in a while. And like, yeah, it's a good one. One play and walk away. But I, I kind of feel the same way. That I, I, I get that it's not one that you'd want in your collection at home. But I'll drop some quarters in a in one that's for yeah, sure it was super fun and then i was showing um emily how to play it we were upstairs later and um aunt from the brisbane pinball mafia was actually blocking the sun because there was this gorgeous sunset happening <laughs> right behind the games area and i was just like i can't see so it was like a combination of him and emily like trying to block the sun for me so that i could actually play um it was really funny but um yeah so good I did terribly with that whole qualifying thing. I actually thought I was going to do better on America's Most Haunted because I liked that one more. And I did well on Rob Zombie and then I tanked on America's Most Haunted, which then became the game I think that I played the most at Dave's apartment the whole rest of my trip. 
and finally got some initials up on it, but I forgot how much I actually... Wait, Rob Zombie or America's Most High? AMH. Okay. Because I actually really enjoy that game. It's a weird one. Yeah, it's fun. But it's really fun. So it was nice to actually get to play it and to get all the ghosts. And yeah, I had I had a very good time with that one. And then, you know, while the, the actual finals were going on for that tournament, we all played everything else in the collection um, and just had a really nice night there. Um, and then the next morning, we went for breakfast at Mike's place he has a crazy collection of retro games so like console games um he's got a ton of pinballs he has just his collection is so interesting every shelf i turned around and i was like oh my god look at that so i have a bunch of pictures that i'll post from that as well but that was another day of just like this is really good breakfast really good coffee just like cool people hanging out and playing some games um so we did that and then went over to Willie's house and his house is just stunning. Like you walk up and he lives right next to this little cemetery, but there's these beautiful like palm trees and the view is gorgeous. The house is gorgeous. His collection is jam packed. Like if you got into one of those back corners playing pinball, it was like a little touch and go about how you were actually going to get out because he crammed so <laughs> many games in that space, but he has tons of stuff. Um, we were playing Bonsai Run. I was playing Bonsai Run with the Brisbane Pinball Mafia. Um, some of them hadn't seen it before, so they were all wearing, like, they had, like, uniform shirts. It was funny, like, um, with all their initials and stuff on the back. It was very, it felt a little CFF pinball gang for me, like, you know, very, a lot of pride, like, this is their, this is their clan. Maybe that's why I like this. Turf. (laughs) This is why I was, you know, so drawn to them to hang out with. But yeah, they definitely have a good energy and spirit and they're just crazy good players. But so Willie has all of this. He has a head of this giant alien sculpture outside walking into his games room. He has huge fiberglass, like Simpsons, the whole family on the couch situation. Um, he's got a lot of Terminator stuff. So he has movie memorabilia and pins and jukeboxes. And it was really cool in that space. He has a ton of stuff. Um, I have pictures of those too. Just the view, um, from his place was, it was just really, really beautiful. So happy to be able to have the opportunity to check out so many rad collections when I was there. It was, it's amazing. Yeah, just so fantastic. Um, and then like, like Dave's place wasn't enough. Right. I know. It's just, well, that's just Dave's apartment. So let's, we haven't even gotten to Dave's house yet. Um, these are the appetizers. These are, yes. Yeah. And they're so, so amazing. Um, so that night we had pen golf. Um, and that was at Yee's house and Yee's like the big organizer. He and Dave are the ones who kind of put everything together and we did pin golf at Yee's house. So before I even started in on the pin golf, Simon was driving um, me and Jean and Emily around. So we were all kind of there together and we went and picked up some snacks and some drinks to bring over to Yee's and we get there. And the first thing that I see is he has, he, he's a man after my own heart because he had a circus Voltaire that you played the flippers were giant buttons that you controlled with your feet. And 
the okay. tilt was on a helmet that hung in front of your face, similar to the Pinball Olympics at Penberg. <laughs> yeah. So not only did you have the tilt dangling in front of you, but you also had to flip with your feet. This causes problems That's for crazy. someone who moves a lot when they play, like me. Oh, yeah. Um, there were people who were, like, trying to coach me through, like, keep your head still, put your head down, do this, do this. And I'm just like, nope, like, I can't do this. I move <laughs> way too much. Like, I have my Elaine Seinfeld dance when I play pinball. This is how it goes. I turn into Elaine. So it was really, like, I was doing rubbish at that. But I got some great pictures of Dr. John playing it <laughs> um, and some other people who were getting in there. It was really, really fun. And, oh, okay, then he had a, a funhouse mirror out that said, welcome to the funhouse. And you walk into this back room, and he had set up a funhouse machine with this, like, big wooden frame over the top of it that was suspending another funhouse mirror. So you had to sit down and play funhouse while looking up into a funhouse mirror. Oh, boy. So it was all wavy and... Uh-huh. You had like yeah. no idea like where the balls were coming from or what it was so bizarre and crazy. That's a heart shooting game otherwise. I mean on its own. So. Yeah. <laughs> but totally right up my alley. <laughs> so I love all this weird shit. <laughs> I was so happy to play it. Um it was easier to play standing up and looking into I didn't realize you were supposed to sit down, but he put up like a blinder so that you couldn't see the play field at all when you were sitting down. So it was like a built-in, like no peeking kind of thing. Um, but the angle on it changed so much when you're sitting down. It was really interesting and difficult, but super fun. Um, so that was great. Loved all of that. And then his, um, so his pin golf actually included some arcade games also. So I was pretty much screwed from the get-go. <laughs> um yeah, but it was just, his collection is so, so good. And he did all objective-based um, golf scoring. So it was something like start a multi-ball on Lord of the Rings, like any multi-ball. Finish the first video mode wave on Doctor Who. Things like that. Uh, rescue yeah. a damsel on Medieval Madness. So it was all objective-based. Went through and played um, and just had a really really amazing time it was just so much fun playing those games his collection is gorgeous the view from his place is stunning um he also he has a bunch of really rare arcade games he has a bunch of jukeboxes there's like a lot of americana collecting happening there so it was it was very fun i had a fantastic time playing in his game room like that collection of pins was really 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 um well maintained and i don't know great selection i just i just loved it so um yeah i don't know just just the best time i had the best time have i mentioned that <laughs> it, it's, was, it seems like you might have enjoyed it <laughs> enjoyed so the trip fun. he had a safe cracker there so um Emily, Dr. John's Emily. There were two Emilys, so I, I understand that this is confusing for me to say over and over again. But um, Emily uh, of Dr. John and Emily and I were playing Safe Cracker for a while. Um, and then he had um, a Klondike EM that I was playing with Simon for a little while. It was like a single player, but 
we hung out and played that for a little bit. They gave away prizes. Um, and BJ from P3 Multimorphic was there with a, um, so they had Lexi Lightspeed set up and they actually used that for the finals of the pin golf. But I, oh, wow. I haven't really ever had flipping time. Like I've seen the game at shows before, but I haven't ever really played it. I'm somewhat ashamed to say. Um, but we were, we were there and I was talking to BJ and he was kind of showing me some things about the game, got a game in on it. And it was, it was really interesting. Um, like the build on it is so good. And the screen, while the, while the screen kind of pulls me out of like the pinball bit of it, um, and it's so much of the play field, I really right. got a chance to understand kind of what, what it's used for and how they're utilizing it. And it's really interesting and it makes the game really clear to follow. Um, you know, he had said to me at one point, do you want me to tell you things as you're going or do you just want to like play it? And I was like, I just want to play it because I want to see if I can actually, you know, like what I can do. Feel it out. Yes. Yep. So it was, it was really interesting because it was clear for me to see what was going on. And then he would say like little things that hinted at something more that I didn't know was coming up, but without giving it away, which was really cool. Um, I appreciated that quite a bit. So, um, got a chance to play that. And then he actually got to show me the game, the rocks game that he had designed for it, which doesn't even utilize the back half, like the pinball portion it just brings up those little bricks in the center. And when he did that, I was like, this is a console. Like you can have other people develop on this. And like, this is where you're really going to get a large variety of games that can be built because you have so many people who develop for touchscreen technology. And while this isn't touchscreen, it's very similar in the mechanics of it and where the ball is traveling and how you're tracking it is similar to, okay, we're going to track someone's finger, but, you could make that into like a console, have video game developers designed for that, for the actual just screen portion of it and build up that piece too. So there's, there's a lot I think that they can do with it. It was interesting to actually get some time flipping on and the, the flipper, the flippers themselves, like the whole mechanism for the flippers and them kind of floating over. It's just really interesting. It's, it takes a second to like mentally lock in on those. It's, it's a lot. Totally. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really interesting. I don't know. It was crazy to play and wrap my head around, but I had a good time playing it. So that was awesome. Um, and then let's see. So I finished pin golf up. We're playing with Roland. Roland was, um, tilting maybe as much as me, if not maybe a little more, like definitely found my ham fisted brethren, another, um, pinball mafia. Uh, meet from from Brisbane, but that was awesome because it's like, okay, sorry to anyone else who's playing anytime around us because we are both going to tilt this machine. Um, <laughs> so definitely some some kinship there in our ham fistedness. Um, it was just such a good time. So we did that at Yee's and then went back. Um, I did not do well. I. I don't want to say that I broke Wizard of Oz. There was um, a rubber that came off in the top. So when I 
Okay, the pin golf objective on Wizard of Oz was to complete Toto. So not only are oh, you trying she had to drain, to on drain out the right on purpose, you have to light all of Toto and then complete the Toto mission. So I did not get it. But my first game, I was soft-ish plunging, and it would go up by the lanes, and then it wouldn't come out. Like, it was stuck. And I couldn't see. Like, I thought it was under that upper playfield bit on the right. Um, couldn't figure it out. So they had to come and, like, open it up. And they finally, like, they tilted it back, and then the ball rolled out and then came down, like, from somewhere else. So I'm like, all right, I feel like there's something blocking it there. But they, like, couldn't see anything. So put the game back down, start it back over. Ball gets stuck in the same place. And I was like, there's something in there blocking it. So they have to start pulling it apart. And it was a rubber that broke that got lodged down in that side. So it was a whole big deal. And I was like, you guys know that after all of this, I am still not going to get this. Like, I'm going to take a four on this hole. And they're like, no, you'll be fine. I was like, nope. Yeah, didn't get it. Like, didn't even spell Dodo. Could not drain out the right. It's such an awkward thing to try to do. But people did it. Uh, People more skilled at draining out the right out lane than I. (laughs) We're able to just put it in the slings and hope. I mean, what else do you do? No, I was trying, but I kept hitting like those really far right shots, like the the little wizard shot and the one over on the left. Right. Was hitting those constantly. The shots I can never hit when I'm actually trying to hit them. Um, apparently, what I need to do is aim for the out lane. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I didn't do great in the pen golf, but that's okay. It, it was just a really fun. Really fun night. And then from there is when we went out to Roto Dave's house, um, which is insane. He has like 120 pens at his house, and they're all just gorgeous. (laughs) They're all in amazing shape. So um, the comp started at like 9 in the morning. I was very tired. So I started scorekeeping to start. So there was... System 11 World Championships happening, and this is all qualifying formats, so like her style that you get one go at a game. And then there was also a classics tournament, and then um, a women's competition, which basically your System 11 qualifying, it was the top eight women who qualified in the System 11 champs qualifying who went into the women's. Um, so two different sets of games that you needed to qualify on. So I started scorekeeping that morning in the classics. Um, and I started over by Hercules because there's a Hercules. Yeah, and that's crazy. It's crazy to have it in a tournament. Um, it plays with like a billiards ball. So it's slow and big and people were <laughs> the reactions and getting to watch people play it. I think that was a good way to start my morning because it was really, really funny. Um, so score kept back there, played through my classics, um, kind of in between scorekeeping. There were a couple scorekeepers who were like, I'll score for you if you score for me. Um, so that we were able to work on that together to get through those games because there were 89 players um, at oh, Dave's wow. house. So it was nuts. Um, so got through classics qualifying. Didn't think that I did great. Um, actually managed to qualify, which was cool. Um, but then first round I didn't get out of, so that's, you know, not, not as great. (laughs) Um, 
And then system 11 qualifying, I started doing, but the lines were crazy. So at one point I was like, I just need a breath of air. I need a break. So I stepped away for a minute and then it's like, okay, I have to try and get these games in. So we ran a little bit longer than anticipated, but got all of the qualifying in, then went while other people were finishing up and started playing some other games um, in the games room. I actually ended up qualifying for the system 11, which I didn't think I would. But again, <laughs> first round, uh, doing nothing with it. So it was, it was a bit of a rough go, I have to say, um, for me, but that's okay. It was just, um, I don't know what it was. Like in Australia, I was playing pretty well. And then in New Zealand, I was playing garbage. You're on it. Like I didn't think that you would be this alert. I almost missed. So, well, I almost missed the button. I actually was clicking <laughs> faster than you heard it. It's just that I misclicked. <laughs> what would what would the other button have been? Like what would you have played accidentally if you hit the wrong button? <laughs> of course, of course it is. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's that's super appropriate. Good job. <laughs> oh man. Um, what was I going to say? I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so, um, in the system 11 first round, I had to play, um, against Dave, who's another Brisbane pinball mafia, um, player. And he just took me out, like, just like cleaned up, uh, in that first round, just super, super crushed me. Did an amazing job. Good, good work on you. But I was struggling. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I own this. And I was like, of course you do. <laughs> Dang it. Just couldn't, could not wrap my flippers around yeah. those games that day. So, uh, but it was really that fun. always happens. Yep. Really, really fun. Um, regardless of me winning or not winning. Um, and then I made the top eight for women. So I qualified for women's. and. I have to say, like, our finals rounds for the women's comp were some of the most fun competitive pinball I have ever played. Like, the games were really close. In some cases, there were just monster comebacks. In other ones, it was so fantastic. And just the people who were playing in them, it was awesome. Just really really awesome i have no like just no words for how fantastic it was to play with all of these ladies and i don't know i just i just adore them just really great oh so so much fun i want to go back and play with them again but um danny ended up taking first place danny peck of course first place for the women she's good she yeah she's pretty good she's just yeah. a just a beast like monster player her scores were just crazy um she super super crushed it and i don't know just had a really good time so she she was running the women's comp we did that um and fiona peck also did really really well so we had just an amazing group of people playing together um and then lisa also rounded out the the top four with us um and then it was 
it was a really really cool finals i don't know just just had a fantastic time with those ladies i mean that's the most you can ask for is just a really competitive good finals and that you also feel like you played you know as well as you could given whatever circumstances you're under so definitely it's, it's awesome yeah really really very fun um the whole time was was insane and wonderful <laughs> and <laughs> i just i don't really have all the words for it and i was kind of sad to see it come to a close it was um i i can't recommend pincade highly enough to anyone who's into pinball and who's going to be um you know looking to make a trip out to that part of the world man schedule it around pincade it was brilliant. I met so many amazing people from Australia and New Zealand and from other parts of the world. And it's like, okay, we all came here together because we super enjoy this crazy hobby together. Let's do this thing where you get to play games that you probably won't get to play. You get to see some amazing collections and just, there are so many bits aside from the competitive pieces, like, oh, we're going to have breakfast at this person's place and check out their crazy collection of games. I loved it. I had the best time. And I mean, Dave and Danny and Fiona were just such gracious hosts. I stayed there for almost a week after um, Pincade was over. So we split that between the house and the apartment in Auckland. I went and got a tattoo around the corner from the apartment. I've got a little kiwi bird now. Um, <laughs> we went and saw some kiwi birds. I went zorbing. I wanted to zorb for forever, like a giant squishy hamster ball, and they throw you down the side of a hill. It was great. Yep. <laughs> it's so much fun. There's a video somewhere of me being rolled down the hill in it, and I loved it. And we did, uh, like, luge uh, down the side of this hill there, too. It was crazy. Went and saw. They had these giant owl sculptures that we went around and saw. Went out to some cool beaches and just... I don't know, amazing tour guides, amazing people, um, had a really, really wonderful time. Cannot recommend it highly enough to get out for Pincade. Definitely, um, you know, check out Auckland and the scene there, check out Wellington, get to Brisbane. Um, I could not wait to, you know, go back. I cannot wait to go back. So I'm not waiting to go back. <laughs> um, oh, and we went, so when we were going to, so like the Zorb and the Luge Adventures, this was all like the same day. We did like a big thing. We went and saw some bubbling mud, got to smell all the sulfur. That was excellent. I didn't whine about the smell like uh, apparently everyone does. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I've been to Yellowstone. I, <laughs> I'm accustomed to that stuff. Um, we found a blueberry farm where this woman actually pressed fresh blueberries from their farm into ice cream, like made fresh blueberry ice cream for you while you're sitting there. It was oh, so wow. good. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go back. Um, and there is um, a riffraff statue um, in honor of Richard O'Brien, who ro wrote Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um in the town where he had lived for a little while and worked as um, as a barber. And they have this whole little square that's like a Rocky Horror themed square with this big riffraff sculpture. And it was amazing. I was so, that's one of the coolest things I saw when I was there. 
because I'm a huge Rocky Horror nerd, <laughs> and of course I'm always magenta, so Riff Raff is like my love. Um, so great. <laughs> I was really, really excited to be able to go and see that. Um, and then on our way to the airport, my very last day, we went um, to Butterfly World um, because they have kiwis there, and I wanted to see a kiwi bird, but they're nocturnal. So I actually got to see them on night vision, um, which was <laughs> rad. And they had some little otters there and alpacas. And uh, you walk through a butterfly garden, they all like land on you. And then there's a sculpture garden that's by the airport. And Dave's like, oh, maybe we'll have time to go by the the flippers. And I was like, flippers? And he's like, oh, it's a sculpture garden. So I thought it was something that looked like flippers. No, no, they're giant flippers out by the Auckland airports in this sculpture garden you walk around and they move. So there's a picture of me and Danny like sitting on them. Um, and it was, it was just so bizarre that that would be there. Um, and so that was a couple days before Esther left through the Auckland airport. So she saw the picture and came prepared. She went and bought a like silver yoga ball kind of thing to bring over to yeah. the flippers, which was really cool. <laughs> Um, it was just the whole trip was so rad I mean get to Brisbane go play at Netherworld go check out some of the crazy awesome things that they're doing there Um, you know check out Pincadia they were super chill there get out to the Gold Coast play in some of their tournaments um, and get to Wellington play Simon's Games get out to Auckland Go check out all of these amazing collections. Go to Pincade. Like, you guys all need to come to Pincade because I'm, I just want to go back all the time. Like, it was so great. I can't thank everyone enough who was involved in putting the tournaments on, like opening their houses up to all of us to, to have us there. And my hosts, like, across the board, you know, just Dr. John and Emily, like, greeting me at the airport. I was like, feels like I'm home like it felt really comfortable and everything was so good and I mean Dave and Danny and Fiona you know throughout a huge part of my trip just being such gracious hosts and Simon who was a stranger to me before I even got to Wellington putting me up and everyone there is so welcoming and they really want to grow this scene there which is awesome and they're doing such good things um so I um, I can say now, I guess it's like semi-announcement because I haven't really said that I'm doing it yet. Um, I'm going back to Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Um, I'm going to go play in the Cooley Classic in May. Oh, wow. Um, which is also fast. fast. It's very fast. Um, and it's the Australian Women's Championship takes place there as well. Uh, <laughs> And I'm also going back in July um, for the Brisbane Masters, which is the weekend before Pinburg. So if you see me sleeping on the floor at Pinburg, it's because I've just come back from Australia. <laughs> because I'm a crazy person. That's insane. But also because I'm super in love with it out there. I can't wait to see everyone again. I can't wait to see all of my Netherworld mates like, we're going to have a party when I'm out there, you guys. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> don't sell the uh, Hawaiian shirts to the thrift or don't donate them to the thrift shop quite yet. 
No, hold on to those. We're going to need them again. again. (laughs) (laughs) They made me like a rum punch drink and a pineapple. I was so happy. (laughs) It's all you needed, really. Well, and everything else. It was the best time. I miss you guys. I can't wait to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And um, the Aussie Arcade Forum afterwards. Everyone was was very... um, was very nice, but Furbel said there was a guy, uh, Furbel, I was corrected on his name so many times, who said that they're going to make me an honorary Aussie, um, and he cited my evil laugh, and I was like, I don't think it's that evil, no, it's probably evil, that's, you're right, um, so honorary Aussie, I'm coming back, you guys, excited (laughs) to see you all. (laughs) I saw Ryan from (laughs) Pinball Podcast at TPF, so I had I had Aussie interaction. <laughs> John, Ryan. Yeah, how'd that go? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really as exciting as, say, like, anything you did, but... <laughs> I, you weren't the only one mingling with the Aussies. So. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to post up a bunch of pictures and stuff and I'll, um, share the albums on the page so that you guys, if yes. you want to see some of the amazing photos, um, from my adventures, I know I, I posted a few as I was going, but, um, for the most part, that was the other thing is I got to unplug for two weeks, which I haven't done in a really long time. And it felt so good yeah. to not constantly be stuck to technology. I, I very much enjoyed that. Um, also post the um, YouTube episode of your Emily and Dr. John. Uh, yeah, definitely. So. It was so much fun. Yeah. That's amazing. Huh. And you packed, okay, I'm coming up for air. You packed it all in there. <laughs> that's for sure. But <laughs> I did. It was, it was definitely, there was some relaxing time after Pinkade was over, but it was pretty much nonstop going, going, going. No, you did it right. Until... Totally did it right. Yeah. And then came back to all of the Bells hoodies, came in, which was, they look so good. So thanks to Matt at Free Gold Watch. Those hoodies are amazing. Yeah, they are. I do have, um, I have a few extras. So, um, if you are looking for one, feel free to reach out. I've got a selection of sizes. Um, just let me know. In all flavors? And in all flavors. Yep. Very good. That's So that was, that was my trip. To? It was great. Uh, to the other side of the planet. Okay. You're trying to get me to say it. I don't want to say it because you're going to do the thing again. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. Tell they would. <laughs> yeah. No, I. It was. It was. Awesome. I was burning with a white hot jealousy the entire time. So. Well, you should come with me. I. Yeah, I. It was that whole fear of missing the birth of a child that. Kind of. Uh, yeah, next was a year. factor, and. Yeah. So. Next year. Let's go to New Zealand. And go to Pinkade. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to say I'm not going. And, you know, maybe we'll make another stop somewhere else. But, yeah, no, let's go next Might year. See make plans now. Another country. <laughs> maybe hit Guam. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> All right. You should come to the next Pincade. I would love to. I, it's, it sounds like it's legitimately one of the best events in pinball, and it's a bummer to miss out on that. So. It absolutely is. It's one of the, the most fun things that um, I've done in pinball. It was just absolutely phenomenal. No, I'm happy for you. I'm also very proud of your second place finish to keep tradition. So. Thank you. I got second place at the Gold Coast Tournament and at the Women's. Yeah. So two second places. And I got a fourth, so I blew it. <laughs> you did that one f- but i got two seconds so that's good um that's that is better than a fourth um either one of those is better than a fourth i jumped like 400 places in the pinball rankings because because of that it was a crazy tournament the field was insane and it sounds like you had an insane field of players as well Oh my gosh, there were such insanely talented players there. That's good. It was crazy. Yeah, what you want. it was a lot of fun. Kept me on my toes. Kept me on my toes for sure. But yeah, miss you guys already. I can't wait to come back. Well, you don't have to wait very long. So, um, Is that it? <laughs> is that it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for everything in general. Is Any other... Um, oh, let's see. I went to Seattle this weekend to, um, see my friend Alan and I ended up getting called in as a substitute for their, um, Monday night pinball team brawl, which is like a satellite tournament for the Northwest pinball arcade show. Um, so I got asked to play on the coin hole surfers team. That was super fun. I'm really glad that they had me. I didn't do well, but uh, it was really fun to play with those guys. Sorry, I couldn't have done a better job for you. Um, but that was, it was a long, fun weekend. I got to play Strange Science for a little while at my friend's place. That's a cool game. So it was a cool game. It's one of the games that really effed me at Pinburg. So it was <sighs> nice to get to play. Redemption um, Hour. Yeah, a little bit of redemption on that one. Um, and coming up this weekend, Saturday the 31st, I'm hosting my Pinball at the Beach tournament um, at Game Over Arcade in Lincoln City. So it's the first arc- uh, first competition held at this arcade. And it's like two blocks off the ocean. So it's going to be an excellent beach getaway pinball weekend. Very fun. Yeah, can't wait. Well, I've got... What's going on with you? Anything else coming up? I've got a tournament this Saturday. um, And hopefully can make it out to that. We'll see how things are going with the kiddo. But it looks like I'll be good to make it. So that's just a uh, standard kind of monthly. And that should be fun. It'll be nice to to play. So Sorry, I just realized I was making kissy noises at Tesla and I'm like, oh wait, we're recording. So <laughs> ignore ignore that. He's like, Mom. It's fine. He super missed me while I was gone. <laughs> so now he's like, 
at my side all the time. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, I for some reason I don't think I, I didn't hear it, but it, it might not have come through. But if you right, heard well, it, it was not for you. It was for the cat. So <laughs> yeah, so I'll I'll definitely report back on my um, reason for bombing out of that tournament. But actually, okay. I've been playing well lately, um, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh. At least one of us is. Uh, you killed it down there. Like seriously, two seconds is crazy good so uh yeah i came home with a trophy so that that works for me yeah they they went to four places for trophies at uh texas pinball festival so i got got some money and some hardware there too so that was good nice yeah yeah the women's comp um only had a trophy for first place so <laughs> that's often how it is but yeah didn't get hardware there, but I did um, at the Gold Coast tournament, so I do have my second place trophy from there sitting on my sitting <laughs> on my mantle. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm yeah. super stoked for you. But uh, yeah, so I'll I will regale us all with tales of victory uh, next time. Uh, but for now, just I'm excited for it. Surviving the low sleep nights. So, um, I'll get this up, uh, tomorrow, I think, but it'll be fun to have a middle of the week publish. We ne we never do that. So. I know. Yeah. We need to get back on and it's been a little while. We've both, we've both kind of been busy. We've been true jet setters. Um, so, I mean, when you live this lifestyle that we live fast, it's just sometimes things fall by the wayside. So we're sorry, but yeah, we'll get back on it. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. All Excited. right. Can't wait. That's all I've got. All right. Well, it was good to actually talk to you again. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats it's on been the, a while. the finishes and obviously an amazing trip that I'm quite jealous about. So. And congrats on making a tiny human. Yeah. Another one. And I've kept them alive for over a week now. So. Good job. Keep it yeah. up. I, I plan to keep that going. So. <laughs> Awesome. Very good. All right. Thanks, then. Jeff. Talk to you soon. Oh.